Becky Schultz with PoorConstructionPros.com. I'm at the United Rentals Total Control and Innovation Conference, where I had a chance to sit down with John Summers, Senior Director, Utility for the Association of Equipment Manufacturers, and Tom Austin, America's OEM Business Development Manager for Trimble. We were able to discuss the trends in technology adoption in construction and the opportunities for the industry going forward. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining us. Right now, you know, what what we've been hearing is that there's a lot of technology out there and available, and just the adoption rate is much lower than it should be. So pick a technology. It doesn't matter what it is. You know, we've heard time and time again that as a contractor adopts that, they kind of say, wow, how was I not using this before? I would never go back to the old way. But what's that barrier that only, you know, 10 to 30% of all end users are using it? Is it cost... Um, proving the ROI, which is kind of what Tom's talked about in his business presentation, um, is it the you know the generation and the workforce kind of pushback against it? You know, some of it if you're if you're talking data, is it you know Big Brother watching? You know, are we monitoring what's going on? So there's all of these things that you know we kind of call obstacles or barriers um, for adopting technology. And you know, from from AEM's perspective, from the association side, we're trying to figure out what that is. You know, if it's awareness, if if it's how to show the ROI, it's is it be communicating, you know, to the right person who's going to make the decision and pull the trigger on on purchasing something if there's a cost. Like, how do we get that message across and get over that, go over that hump? Okay. And what about you, Tom? Look, Trimble is mainly known as an engineering company, and um, we, we have a reputation for creating fantastic solutions. Mm-hmm but um, not such a good reputation for doing the next steps after that. You know, the kind of a, an engineer creates a solution and, and it's so good that he expects, you know, why, why wouldn't people just start using it? So what we're seeing, um, for the first time several years ago, we started hiring video game designers. So um, our user interfaces now are designed not by engineers where there might be fantastic number of exact steps to take, but maybe not so intuitive or things like that. So, so our user interface and user experience, um, we're starting to pay a lot more attention to that. Um, okay. Because what uh, we've talked a lot about today and, and what we're seeing in the industry is that, that there's a cultural change that needs to happen. And no matter what, it, it's difficult to, to present a black and white ROI because there are so many determining factors, so many influences that it's hard to make a business case that says, yeah, you gotta do it, and here's exactly why. And so because of that kind of gray area, nuanced approach, um, we need to to make some cultural changes. So training, um, demonstrations, you know, like we we call it butts and seats. You know, you you put a system on a machine, and then you try it out, and you're gonna buy it after that, but you might not buy it if you read about it on a you know a brochure or something like that. That's understandable. Um, in terms of adoption, are you seeing adoption among certain types of construction sectors more so than others, or are you seeing adoption among big companies versus mid-size and smaller companies? Where where for those that are looking at already using the technology, yeah. um, where's the adoption so, rate? So size-wise, definitely the, the major construction companies started first, um, and, and they've, um, by and large, adopted very well. 
um, and it is moving down. So now um, a lot of medium-sized construction companies are, are very active, and, and we're going down towards the uh, very small construction companies. Okay. So we, we've got a whole groups that work on compact machines, and, and we've got a, a new system called Earthworks Go, which um, you use your um, smartphone as your display, and, and it, it comes in a kit, and you install it, you, you mount it yourself, and you calibrate it yourself using step-by-step cloud-based instructions. And so, so we're pushing it down more and more to the, you know, even down to the one-man show or the you know, contractor with just a couple of helpers. Okay. You mentioned a bunch of different barriers, potential barriers to adoption. Does that evolve um, or change depending on the size level of the company or the, the sophistication of the company? Can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, absolutely it does. And I think, you know, one of the barriers is, Tom kind of alluded to, you know, the larger contractors, you know, are, are trying stuff out, you know, maybe ahead of everybody else. One of the things is if you're a smaller, mid-sized contractor, you might just be con- uh, concerned with your margins or I just need to get this job done, right? So if we, let's just say we pick grade control or something like that, it's I need to grade this because somebody needs to come in and pave this. I don't want to try this out because if for some reason it doesn't work, if my operator doesn't know how to use it right away, now I'm a week behind schedule, this is the only project I'm doing right now, you know, margins are thin, time's limited, workforce is limited, you know, there's all those factors in that. So I think that you know all of that kind of plays in and the other thing that I think you know end users need to concentrate on is having or determining what their problem is and looking for a solution for that instead of looking at technology and saying does this solve something that I don't even know if I have a problem with so you know as companies are just really busy I mean everybody's still rolling and you know as busy as can be is you know what we hear and um, I think at this time you know there's those issues but they're they're not, you know, necessarily taking the time to be like, how can I be more efficient? They're just worrying about what's happening today. Right. Do you think the the labor issues that we're dealing with factor into that as well? I think labor factors into everything. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's, I think that that, you know, that'll drive some technologies to probably be adopted more. I mean, if it, 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 say you, you know, win a bid and you've got to get the job done and you don't have enough people, you got to figure it out, right? So, I mean, if... You know, we talked a little bit about autonomous equipment or, or, or you know, kind of automated machines that are, you know, assisting the operators. If you have an inexperienced operator, that helps. So I think it'll, it'll force companies to kind of adopt this stuff as they go. Okay. Do you see that as also true from yeah, your perspective? So, so the labor shortage um, helps us make the case for making things more efficient um, in investing in technology. Um, and as the generations change, that's also going to um, drive different views by you know company owners and foremen um, to you know, what it's going to help make it easier to change things on the job site. Um, we, we've got people now, you know, 20, 30 years, they've been doing the same things the same way, and it, it, it's difficult to ask to get them to change. You know, they might be impressed by the technology. But they've been doing it successfully for so long that um, I, I think that um, tighter margins, the um, lower availability of qualified workers, um, that those are all going to help us make our case 
because um, if you do take grade control, you know, we, we say we, you know, we can make a, a, an average operator great or a great operator fantastic. Um, so even for, you know, if, if you've if got someone new in the seat, we're going to help them out. But, but even someone who, who has been on a machine for years and years, um, we can help make him better too and, and faster and more accurate. Right. So where are the opportunities for the future and what are some of the obstacles that we need to overcome? So Trimble's philosophy is, is we started with the machine and we're working our way out. So, so first we've um, helped improve um, you know, very, very specific processes um, and, and now we're moving out and, and on the entire job site itself we want to make things more efficient. So everything from intercommunication between contractors and subcontractors, um, uh, better serviceability for machines um, by, by the dealers. Um, uh, foreman, you know, in, in job sites, um, controllers, knowing exactly where machines are and what they're doing, being able to um, use machines more efficiently, like here at United, um, you know, on rent and off rents and um, at the right times and all the money that that saves. So we're trying to give better visibility. We're trying to give better uh, and, and just some a better understanding. Of, of what exactly is going on instead of the, the fragmented picture that you've gotten so far. And from your perspective, John? Yeah, from, from AEM, from the association's perspective, you know, our members all make products that the end user could benefit from. So we don't really get into the, you know, what's better than what, what they really should be using, of course. But at the same time, our infrastructure, whether we're talking roads or utility infrastructure, anything in the in North America, in the world, is in bad shape. And there's only so many funds going towards improving that. So if you take that, you know, pot of money, it only goes so far right now. If everybody becomes more efficient, that you know pot goes further and further to improve the infrastructure, you know, more of the infrastructure. So I think that's our goal is to keep getting that, you know, funding, whether it's from the government or whatever it is, to and then taking that, you know, in a broader scope. Excellent. Is there anything that um, anything else that you can think of that you'd like to share or anything else that um, you'd like to touch upon? No, but I think it's an exciting time to be in this field. Um, and I think where um, several of the technologies are, have gotten more wide-ranging adoption, like, like telematics, for instance, um, and we've got other technologies, you know, augmented reality and, um, and virtual reality that are right on the cusp of, of making big changes. Um, we're well on the road towards autonomous machines. We're, we're going step by step, so it's going to be quite a few years before you see them. Uh, wide, you know, a wide range of machines on a job right. site. Um, however, in, in the next couple of years, you're definitely going to start seeing steps towards that. Okay, excellent, great. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Yeah. This was fabulous.